bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to our Dumb Gay Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world, like we're talking about reality TV. I don't even know what's happening in the world. I am so up my own fucking ass. (laughs) It's like a real problem. Well, I mean, I've been kind of up my ass and your ass and been just ruffling around in the asses. Uh-huh. However, I have been sh- like catching a little bit here and there. There's a lot of annoying shit fucking going on and I don't even want to deal with it. And there's another hurricane, <laughs> a f- stupid hurricane Amelda or whatever, Adelia and I just it's just Trump and the thing and the 19 people and the mug shots. Though some good shit you know, we're not going to really get into it today, but Biden did <laughs> do some good shit today, Forever. which was exciting. I mean, with like prescription drugs and stuff, but like, you know, Democrats made it so that you could negotiate prices on prescription drugs for like the first time since like 1962 or some shit. It's this really- is, that was entirely a made up sentence. Uh, yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> we never said None that of we that have was facts. True. We never said we have facts. Okay. But on, okay, so here's the headline ABC News. Biden administration names 10 prescription drugs for first ever Medicare price negotiations. So I think it's funny just oh, that, like, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, and part of the negotiation is that they, A, made, uh, this, they already had done this, but like it, it, it should be reset that they made um, insulin capped at $35 because it had been thousands of dollars. People could, right. couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. And now the Biden administration made it so they could afford it because the uh, drug companies are disgusting. And now that we can do this negotiation, I mean, I just think it's funny that it's like prescription drugs are going to be like a drug deal. I'm just going to tell you something that you should edit out and you cannot leave me saying this part and then we'll come back and then I'll go and that's what you edited out. You're fucking welcome from the Democrats, and you can edit that in. <laughs> and everyone can wonder what my rant was. <laughs> well, suffice it to say, <laughs> well, suffice it to say, <laughs> um, it's important to note okay, two when, ones two are, when ones are saying that Biden doesn't do anything, and now granted, uh, or he doesn't know where he is or the administration or Democrats or where they spend too much money, whatever. At the end of the day, when your kid or your parent or your spouse or you get into a situation that you are now so underwater with medical bills and prescriptions and you just need some help, that's what the government is there for. But many a Republican vote against 
that. Mostly all. Mostly all vote against that because they feel that everyone should be out for themselves. So don't come looking when you get underwater, honey. Right. So that's why it's annoying, particularly when it comes to prescription drugs or medical bills or whatever or or natural disasters. Texas and Florida. You know, you're oh, it's an emergency now. It's an emergency now. Now that a whole storm came through and blew out your house. Now you want the funding, but you don't want anyone else to have help. No matter what they're going through, you don't want anyone else to have Mm -hmm. help. But when you need the help, suddenly you're here looking for the help. Yeah. I mean, and that is And I never hear you saying thank you. Right. No, you just complain about Democrats. This is why I'm out of this. I'm out of it. (laughs) Can't do it. I can't do it. It's because they will spin it and lie and they won't give them credit. They won't give this administration credit. Even some Democrats won't give them credit. It won't be right. enough. Nothing. It'll ever never enough. be enough for anyone. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I don't know how anyone's doing this. I will say Rudy <laughs> Torres, Memo. Yeah. Who mm. is? Um, he's apparently one of our original fourteen listeners. Okay. He sent us, and by us I mean you, an amazing oh. gift and a hilarious card. Okay, Rudy. Where the fuck is your picture for the drug den bulletin board? If you're one of our original 14 listeners, then you know that we do not accept gifts without pics. Now, Mama, you're going to read this card. You were so gagged when you saw this present. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me get to that in a second. Let me read this first. Rudy. Friends, I can't believe I'm finally sending this. I've had this gift since you started talking about all your bird shit at the old apartment. One night, listening to the pod on a 100 milligram gummy, I thought to myself, get your friends this bird camera. The next morning, I saw that I actually ordered it. My husband recently found it and said, why did you get another one of these? I said, it was for my friends. LOL. He has no clue. I don't even know you. LOL. (laughs) I wish I could say listening to the pod got me through a rough time, but it didn't. But what it doesn't do is make me laugh and giggle. I love the friendship you both have. I will say I couldn't stand you guys being a chump, but if it meant more of both of you, so be it. You are cooler than the chumps. Mm. The main reason I decided to write and send this was because of the thank you video. I watched it and said, don't thank us. Thank you. You guys put a lot of content out for us and it doesn't go unnoticed. Put out more and I'll buy more. LOL. Thank you for all you do. Love from Oklahoma. Rudy Torres, silent OG 14. Rudy, I would love, love your it. photo. I love when he said, get this for your friends. I love it, too. And then he said, and then it looked <sighs> like I got it. Like he forgot getting it because of the thousand milligram uh, gummy. Now, <sighs> Rudy, when when we opened this up, Julie was so excited. Like I was like, oh, God. And Julie's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> she was fucking gagging like a like a preteen at a Justin Bieber concert. Oh, like okay? I was at BTS and I was in the audience and I was like, get out of bed. And that's what you're going to be doing every time you see the birds. You're going to be acting like you're at it's red velvet. <sighs> yep. Fucking black pink. It's a remote control camera operated fucking bird house. Okay. And yes, it's I so do cute. follow them on Twitter. <laughs> okay. So I do follow people who do this and they post their birds on the thing because there's a camera inside and the birds go in they build their little nest and they have their babies and they live their lives and it's like being it's like a reality show for birds now mom you know i'm just teaching you with very little patience 
how to do because mm. we are starting our video for our Patreon podcast mm-hmm. on September 1st. Mm-hmm. So I've been teaching my mom how to access video mm. on her iPad or mm-hmm. her iPhone mm-hmm. and then screen mirror it to her TV. Nice. Because you know the bitch likes to watch it on the TV. Of course. You know, everyone likes a big screen. Yeah. I could, we did toy around with getting Rudy's birdhouse. Mm -hmm. Smart AI recognition Mm -hmm. bird feeder. Mm -hmm. Remote control camera. Mm -hmm. HD streaming video. Mm. For Pam as well. So Pam can sit, because you can, what you do is you then watch the reality show of the birds. Who basically flit around like like uh like, like I- I- idiots also <laughs> well yeah i mean they don't seem like they do they know what they're doing sometimes they seem almost manic i think birds probably are slightly manic and maybe sometimes like the producers don't tell them like the storyline that they're supposed to do yeah but i mean but then sometimes they do they go in they bring the twigs they bring the thing they're building a thing inside or they have the food or they sometimes they look at the camera and they, I don't even, th- I mean, I don't even know what they're looking at, but it's, it can be very compelling. Can it? Because my mom has yeah. many, many bird, birds and bird feeders and things and squirrels on her balcony. And I'm just looking at the birds and I'm like, they don't seem that intelligent. The interesting thing about it is that they're, that's them at home. <laughs> that's them at home. And don't you always wonder? I always think to myself, where are the foxes sleeping? Where are the raccoons sleeping? What do they do? Where do the deers go at night? What do they sleep what do they do in the rain what do they you see them in africa yeah right it's cute uh they look like bambi and they sleep they stay no you don't see them sleeping but you see them awake at night just like just (laughs) because they have to wait they have to wait and try to not die and stuff yeah because nighttime's the hard time for them because that's when the lions go out yeah Ugh. so well this is gonna this is cool because this is like a little house and they go in and it's just like you get to see what they're like when they're not flying around and being, being they're weird. just at home. Being, being spastic. Yeah, they're just cooking and like, yeah. you know, All right. changing well, their clothes, taking their bras off. We're going to put up Rudy's camera. I'm yeah. Julie's so excited, Rudy. I can't, I the really can't thank you The first bird that goes in there, we will call Rudy. <laughs> okay? And I will say, Rudy's home. Rudy's checking <laughs> oh, his mail. Oh, Rudy. Yeah. Rudy's checking his mail. Rudy's doing his thing. Rudy's such a cute name. Now, Rudy didn't even give us any feedback. He's already got this remote control camera with the HD streaming video and the AI recognition of the birds. But he didn't even give us any feedback if he likes it or not. But I do think if you like it, we'll get it from my mom, too. And you guys can watch. Your, you guys can share cameras. Let's do our bird, bird stories. Cams, yeah, and you can just watch them living and, you know, pecking and shit. Yeah. So excited. Thank you so much, Rudy. I love it. Thank you, I Rudy. can't wait to, like, set it up. Please send us your photo for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. And I'll make it really small, and I'll put it inside the house in a frame. So oh, it's a frame. Yeah. So but then we, also we need two. We need one for our Drug Den Bulletin Board and one for the... We can make the one that'll go into the birdhouse, and I'll put a little frame around oh, okay. it and hang it up like it's a portrait. You know what I mean? And they can go in there and look at them. The address is 321 <laughs> North Pass Ave, number 219 mm-hmm. Burbank, California, 91505. We would like any and all listeners, 14 listeners, pictures for our drug den bulletin board. We like to know what you look like. Please don't send us gifts without pics. Mm-hmm. Rudy, we would love to have your pick. Now, Daisy H, she I only say that because I don't know how to say her last name and I don't want to butcher it. She probably doesn't even want her last name out there. Um, 
she sent you a box of Asian crunchies, okay? Mm, that's Literally. And she sent me a box of purse alcohol, <laughs> which Daisy, I have been drinking and drinking. Now, mm. unlike Rudy, Daisy did include her family's pick oh, yes. for the drug den bulletin board. Yes. And I have to tell Daisy, 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 Daisy. I opened this picture and Mau Mau knows I was a little drunk and I thought that she, <laughs> I thought Daisy as a joke made a Christmas card of Kyle and Maurizio <laughs> and I was like dying. I thought it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen and I was like, it's like the best picture Maurizio and Kyle have ever taken <laughs> and then it turns out and then I was like, wait, they don't have a son and then I'm like, Actually, that's Daisy and Daisy's <laughs> husband and Daisy's daughter and Daisy's son. And that's not Kyle and Maurizio, but they look like Kyle and Maurizio. Yeah. Because Daisy is is a diminutive sex pot. Mm-hmm. And she's got a tall butt. Or they look like Kyle and Maurizio. I mean, I don't yeah, know Yeah, I to mean, say. when you go like this, so you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Here's her letter. They are such a beautiful family. They really are. Oh, they're so cute. I mean... I'm living and I'm and, and it gave Julie and I the idea that we're going to actually send Christmas cards of Kyle and Maurizio. <laughs> we're not even going to do us. We're just going to do them. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait to do that. Hey, guys, I saw an ad for these chips right after I listened to your chip journey somewhere in the Middle East and I thought it was fate. I love you girls and I'm sorry you had a bad week. Hopefully things are looking up. I'm including my Christmas card for the um, Drug Dead and Bulletin Board. You mean the one with Kyle and Maurizio on it? (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Because I ordered 50 two months before Christmas last year. Then procrastinated on making address labels and then just never sent them out. Except one to my mom. Also probably is the only family pick. Also included pics of my Hungarian Visla, Kona, at various stages of, li- of life ruiner. I loved you guys on People's Couch and found you again when, much to my shock and delight, I saw Julie ask a question at Kiki's Town Hall. Been listening to G- DGP ever since and Patreon as a lurker. I will follow you guys wherever you go next because you bring so many needed laughs to my day, especially when all the life ruiners are fully activated and I want to murder them. I know I can put Brandy and Julie in my ears and mood up. You are saving five lives. Okay, it's becoming increasingly hard to write because Adderall. Cheers, queers. Brandy, enjoy your purse, Alk. Daisy H. I mean. Daisy, I've been hitting the purse, Alk. I am. I can't even deal with her and her family and how gorgeous they are. And like the fact that she, on her own time, watched the LGBTQ yes. community town hall. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm going to assume, I don't think she's in the LGBT community. Well, I would assume not with a husband. And she's got, you know, her husband, Maurizio, mm-hmm. and she's got her kids, Portia and <laughs> Farah, mm-hmm. Farrett, the right. son. Mm-hmm. Farron. And Farron, Fallon, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, the five other daughters or whatever. And it's like, it's so... I, 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 there is no world where I'm watching the LGBTQ CNN town hall. Okay. Like I'm there at the shit. Yeah. Because of you, because mm-hmm. of the podcast. Right. I think it's so important. And I just like, I am touched and I Very love her touched. so much. Love it. And we went down there and we thought that was going to change our lives. And boy, it did not. But really didn't. it brought us. <laughs> it really didn't. 
really didn't. But it at did all. make me feel like really good that she saw that. Yeah, of course, I felt ma- it made me feel good that she saw it too. And I wonder, you know, and and that means that she saw it, and we saw Kiki, and yeah, and we Kiki were being saw watched, and, and Kiki and, saw yeah, me, and, yeah. and <laughs> we saw each other, and we then, see um, each other. Yeah, and then what did um, what's good play? A, he saw me. What's good play a Mario Cuomo? No, yeah, fucking no. Chris, Chris Cuomo. Cuomo. <laughs> he saw you, all right. Hey, yep. He sure did. <laughs> yep, and that's why he got fired from CNN. <laughs> Because he can't Sorry, stop bitch. looking. He can't. Yeah. <laughs> I love Daisy H and and her life ruiners mm-hmm. and her ship keto inu or whatever. The dog is fully the Visla. G- gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. And just the whole entire family is gorgeous. I thought it was a full housewife's family that starred on Bravo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you were like this when I was like, oh, I guess that's not Mauricio. And I'm like, damn, geez, why did I think this? Like. She's like she's like tiny and like pretty like Kyle and you're like the husband is fucking huge and they're like is he or is she just tiny and you're like I can tell by his thighs he's huge and we're going in so deeply on their Christmas card and they are so attractive very attractive and then she purposely did not include any of their names she's like leave my family yeah alone. don't talk about my kids yeah she's like leave our children and my husband alone here's 14 pictures of the dog the dog and that's all that's but daisy just send more pictures of you and like a half top and different shorts and like outfits and then we'll be fine Mm -hmm. um lisa sent her pic Mm. for the drug den bulletin board Mm -hmm. okay hi brandy and julie finally doing my postcard i love you guys kittens (laughs) <laughs> Tabby with the belly. Tabby with the belly is Lil Sebastian, named after the famous Parks and Recreation pony. The tuxedo baby is Griffin, named for the mark on his forehead. He's the kitten that lived. Lisa, that would be a Harry Potter reference. I vaguely got it, <laughs> but I thought that very was... cute. And you know what? I felt like I looked deeply at the picture. Mm-hmm. I love Lisa. Mm-hmm. The cat looks like it's a cat from Harry Potter. The it's, yeah, you're it, right. It's a black cat, right? Black and white. And it's but it's giving me mystical cat energy. Yeah, it's gonna go, it's gonna turn into a yeah. wizard. Mm-hmm. I felt like the cat literally looks like a Harry Potter cat. So I like Lisa was not being glib. She was actually naming the cat correctly. And I wonder if the cat lurks around and casts spells on Lisa and Lisa's like tortured by the <laughs> cat like on the regular. She's like, stop turning me into <laughs> fucking chameleon all the time. And the whatever. cat's casting spells on like the neighbors and shit. The, and I like, wish for that. Did you so see hard. Lisa's fucking cat? Like it's constantly <laughs> looking. I can't even get ready in the morning because the cat's like looking. You guys don't even go near Griffin. because oh, I think people drive spell. away. They go to leave for work. And they're like, hey, Lise. <laughs> oh, God. And then they're on the phone and they're like, oh, the cat. I feel like the cat looked into my soul and maybe did something deeply to me. He's like, meow. Aloha, mamara. <laughs> yeah. Like he's out with a hat and a robe. Yeah. Doing a spell. I want him to do that. I want these cats to do that. Why don't these cats cast spells? <sighs> they don't at they're all. They're more like huntresses in the woods. Ugh. They're not like mystical. They're more like scary Serial yeah, they're colors. in a Victorian yeah. horror movie. <laughs> yeah, they're different. They wear cravats and monocles and walk around. Yeah. And now Maverick's gonna turning into fucking like like a food hoarder. Yeah, but I feel her cats might be casting spells on the neighborhood. And Lisa, Lisa's giving positive energy. Who's living with two evil cats? <laughs> but, but she like also could ones. be a good witch too. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I said she's yeah. giving positive, and she's she's a good witch. But the cats are trying to drag her down 
into casting spells on the neighborhood. Oh, like into the dark side? Yeah, the dark side. Mm -hmm. Now, because Lisa, what is she doing in her photo? She's doing some weight training. Yeah, I love her energy. Yep. And then the cats are like side-eyeing like, yeah, we fucked everyone up. Yeah, we don't work out. We just cast spells. But we're still fit. Because <laughs> the cats are completely fit. Mm -hmm. And so is Lisa. Yeah. I love her. I think it's perfect. Maybe we should write a like a semi sinister children's book about her cats. Lil Sebastian and Griffin. Yeah. Who like go around Lil Sebastian and Griffin <laughs> are in the neighborhood. And the other dogs and cats don't know what to do. And they're wear and they have to wear ro and they're wearing robes and little actually they wear they only wear robes and hats around the other dogs and cats. I think they're lightly snarking on children who are being bad. Oh. I think what we do is make the book like Oh, I love that. You want to fuck up? That's great. Then Lil Sebastian right. and Griffin are going to come over. Mm. I like it. Are you going to be a bully? Mm -hmm. You want to be a bully? Is that what you're going to do? Whoopsh, scratch. Aloha Mahora. Yeah. <laughs> Mahora. Is it why is it say aloha? That's I don't know. What they it's say not is. It's I know that's Alo not right. Alona? It's something. It's not Aloha Mahora. Maybe it's Alora. That sounds Harry Pottery. I know that I'm Alora getting it wrong. Alora <laughs> Oh, if it was Menorah. <laughs> Alora Menorah. And then they catch on fire, but only for eight days. I like this book. I think I like they fuck too. with bullies. And they just don't, they don't even do it. They teach kids not to be mean to others. Yeah. To be respectful. And they also get revenge upon if they are mean. Well, right. That's the reason you don't do it. Because Lil Sebastian and Griffin are going to fuck you up. Yeah. Okay, now we get to hang out with some important gay people and ask them gay questions. I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. Yeah, I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. This is our segment called Gay Questions, where we hang out with successful people in the LGBT community and we ask them questions about what's going on in the world. Why? Because gay people are smart and funny and we love the song Gay Questions by Johnny McGovern and we're always looking for an excuse to play it on the podcast. And this week, the excuse comes in the form of two insanely talented gay individuals who are our brothers from our dead bitch mother known affectionately as the people's couch. That's right. <laughs> R.I.P. Mom. We once had a TV show with these two beauties, but ding dong, the bitch was canceled. So here we all are doing our dumb gay podcast. So without further ado, it's time to ask some gay questions to Emerson Collins and Blake McIver. Hi, Hi guys. Hi. Oh my God. Hi. Wait, but you said successful back there, and I was like, oh wait, who else is joining us on this podcast? That's so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are doing great. You're yeah. killing it. Yeah, we're well, at least Instagram killing it. You know, where it like looks good from afar, right? Well, Julie looks at your dicks. Oh my god, weekly. I look at your dick all the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she does. She does. She Thank likes you. to look at your body. Just sent, sent me a notification saying that's too much. So I appreciate. <laughs> it. They did. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get shadow banned for that big diak? <laughs> you know, we all use whatever talents are available. Someone was like, 
you're better than that. And I was like, no, I'm not. I want people to come. <laughs> whatever it takes, y'all, whatever it takes. We have stayed with you guys in Palm Springs at Scott's house. Now, Scott's not here, but he was also from our from our dead bitch mommy, mm-hmm. the people's couch. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a dead bitch mom. Yeah, you were not. You guys were not a, were, were not afraid of getting your dicks out by the pool no. and under a, a small spandex or a, a, a bathing suit material sheen mm-hmm. and just Look, posing in the sun. And it was, it was inspiring, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you're not worried about the spandex survival, what is the point? <laughs> we have to do this while we're never going to be one day younger than we are right now. Correct. Correct. And I will be 95 years old in a caftan and a thong in that desert yelling at some twink somewhere like no one's making you look. Also true. That's also true. That's I mean, that's the thing. You do you and then people either come or they don't. It's just like, why are you yelling at me and telling I'm being me? I'm too much. You don't need to be here. Yeah. Right. No one's making you be here. No one's Um, making. Like gay shame is exhausting. Like the kind we grew up with and the kind from other people. Like we don't need any of it. We're done. We don't need any of it. And let's not say, and, and Blake's putting his dick out too, okay? The body, it's all <laughs> yeah. out. It's not just Emerson, it's both. The bods yeah. are out. <laughs> we're, we're doing drag, we're doing regular, we're doing all of it, and it's all glorious. All the, thi- all the things, why not? Why not? Uh, it's, There's no, and we're not, we're not gonna, we're not kink shaming, fuck like no. thirst shaming. We're here for all of, all of it. Like, fuck that in 2023. I'm, I'm like, let's just do it. I don't need somebody being self-righteous up in my shit. Correct. Well, and we're all multifaceted and fascinating, right? We can opine <laughs> on politics and prance around a pool. Like, yes. those can all be parts of us. Yeah. Now, we, just so you guys know, um, we're rebranding into less politics and more general current events and world affairs. But of course... I love that for yeah. all of us. Yes. I love that. Everyone's exhausted. Everyone's... That's why we spend our time just looking at your deck on Instagram. We're just like... Also, Julie, so I feel like it's really good for your blood pressure. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, you know, we're... It can, the thing about it is, you guys, and I think that you would agree, is that no matter what we're doing or what we're talking about, it's gonna get political. It's gonna get something. It's gonna get feelingsy or it's gonna get... It's just gonna go somewhere because we all have, like, a lot of feelings and a lot of opinions. So why also, not? it's all related. Like anybody who's like, oh, I don't like getting political. Like you can only say that from a place of privilege. Because That's right. For everyone, everything is political. Like, do we hold hands in public as political? Mm-hmm. Like your ex- if your existence doesn't involve politics regularly, congratulations. Your life is not hard and has never been. Yeah. But for the rest of us, whether we're talking about the shows we like, the clothes we wear, whatever, like it's it, and it's good that everything's political. It should be like politics shouldn't be this weird stuffy thing on the side. It's about how we all live together in this country, in this world. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Julie always yes. says you when you say you don't want to get political, you're saying you don't want to talk about people's rights. That's it. Right. It's rights. It's our rights. I mean, at the it's end rights. of the day, it's just your right. Yeah, your rights our right to live. For God's yeah. sakes. And you don't want to talk about it? Oh, is that annoying you? Am I oh, annoying you with my rights? Sorry. In your personal self-care day? Oh, I'm so sorry. You were counting your money from, yeah. your, from your oil family. Now, I love fracking. I'm really into yeah. it. Go ahead. Now you, so you guys, the week that we decided to, to do our rebrand, Trump goes and gets his fucking mugshot. And then he, <laughs> and then he raised $7 million from his mugshot. Now, I, okay, here, we ha- you must have feelings on this. Like, 
Okay, I mean, do we even need to set it up? I mean, they went, they got indicted, they all got mugshots, Trump got a mugshot, he put his mugshot out there, <laughs> like he was looking down, like he was being, I thought they, how long, first of all, in your opinion, how long did they plan his mugshot? How many hours did they research? <laughs> what do you think that was? Not was hours. Like? Not hours. Months. Months. Yes, I agree. Months. Y'all, I agree. they did it. They, like the self timer that I use on my photo shoots at random hotel rooms when I'm bored, like in some city without Blake yeah. is embarrassed by how much time they spent <laughs> setting up and rehearsing to take this photo where he looked out from underneath his eyebrows in like yes. villain origin yes. story 101, yes. like the number of people that definitely weighed in on the look for this. I mean, I agree. I, I agree. And what do you think it was that they, I still haven't figured. I want villain, yes, but were they thinking? My main question is: Were they thinking how are we going to raise money from it? Was that the ultimate I goal? Were, I feel like they were thinking branding. Okay, like yeah. we're, we're giving you like 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 low key Tupac mugshot energy on a t shirt. Like they uh, wanted yes. the t shirt sales. Very that. Yeah, yeah. They 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 should have gone more Frank Sinatra, and they ended up more Mein Kampf. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> That is not, yes. I like that. Yes. I mean, correct. Yeah. And also, yes. Oh, this was definitely so they could put it on like t-shirts and mugs and pillowcases. And somebody's and definitely selling queen size sheets with this as like the middle of the, like this was literally all just for like merchandising and yeah. fundraising. And I might be and, an outlier here, but I felt like Rudy Giuliani struck, Giuliani struck the better chord for me with his shot. Yeah. Like it was more, was it more, did you think it was more like ambiguous? Or just stronger? I thought he looked well, more pleasant. Um, <laughs> I feel like in all of the rehearsals for this photo, mm. they didn't consider that his hair was going to cast a shadow on his face when he <laughs> oh, tucked his Yes, you're right. Because they definitely thought the face was going to be a little brighter. You, you know, they did. That someone somewhere, there's some, like, gay Republican homocon somewhere who's like, oh, I didn't know there wasn't going to be a fail light. <laughs> so you think it do? So it looks, it looks sinister. He looks very sinister. Yeah. I mean, you could tell that they told him he needed to look tough. Yeah. He needed to look too right. strong. We want people to think that you're very muscular. <laughs> and, and it also looks a little bit like he might have just pooped a little. You know, so like it didn't fully land. At like, like a shart. It's a little sharty. <laughs> yeah. mm. Like it's a little bit like, oh, was that watery? Or mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Could be both. Now, in looking at all of them, I mean, the big, obviously, everyone was excited about Trump's. So that's like it's a huge thing. Now, do you guys think anything's gonna happen i mean i know they're indicted and that's like a thing and they're gonna go to court but do, what do you what do you think's gonna happen with trump it actually it will be interesting to see how they play this because i i think it's more likely we end up with somebody else convicted and some kind of mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. agreement on him at the end because if i take my like blind burning hatred out of it <laughs> yes <laughs> um, for a moment which is as challenging as it is mm -hmm. there is of like no matter how much it's the right thing the fact that there is an election coming like speeding up the process so that even though it is right you can't avoid the appearance of prosecuting like your political opponent if he's like headed towards the nomination and i just wonder if that will play more of an impact in where it goes but they're also not really taking a lot of nonsense the judges in these cases so i mean we could march down merrily down this road i mean i I can I agree with you. It is. I think that they're all going to serve time. All of the other hundred people that got indicted, the other twelve I technically. That, I hope that Sydney 
lady, the yes. one who was on about the voting machines forever and ever, the genuinely bonkers person. I hope she's in there for so long. And I want Jenna Ellis to have to do time. Agreed. Oh. They're so actually, gross. Like the grifters, you know, like I have less hatred at this point in my life for the morons that are true believers yes. than I do for grifters who like almost broke our democracy for their mm -hmm. like personal enrichment. Yeah, I agree 100%. I 100% agree. Straight up brainwashed. And there's yeah. nothing one can do. And they're all lurking around in our families and my neighbors and my cousins and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just ignore that and have turkey. Sydney like I had to walk I had to walk multiple people through because of Sydney why the voting machines were not tampered with. Like <laughs> oh, prior to my God. settlement. But people who were like watched YouTube videos and things and they were like, No, look, it really I, like really believed there was a problem. And I was like, There's not. There was not. The Republicans in Georgia, the Republicans in Arizona. Like the Republicans everywhere are like, we don't know these crazy people. Nothing was wrong here. Sydney Powell is such a piece of shit. And I want, even though her mugshot is one of my favorite, it's of the top three for me. Okay. She's number one. <laughs> I think that, um, and also, cause I also feel like I get confused. Is she from the Trump um, con or is she from Lula rich? Like I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Or the Baby Doc. There's so many places she could be from. So many places she could be from. <laughs> also, the one about the lady on HBO with the hair and the cult. Oh, on the, the way, the way, the way, the weight, the way down, the way down. Yes. The way down. yes. yes. <laughs> she could have been in literally every documentary that's been out in the last three years. <laughs> she could have. <laughs> she could have been in every single one. Like, it's like the middle school librarian who's also a Satanist. <laughs> like, she's also like the wife from that Black Mirror episode that, Ugh. like, she's. Like every woman, every one of those women. I would I, like to take this opportunity yeah. to also, if for anyone hasn't, because I'm just looking through all of them right now as we're talking, for you two particularly, we don't, you don't have to do it right now while we're on the phone, but I would encourage everyone to look at the uh, the top three. His name is Ray Smith. He has one of the best uh, mug shots. He also looks like he could be in every documentary from this year. Please take a look at him. I was disappointed Sidney Powell wasn't in that tragic cardigan. That oh. iconic cardigan Ooh. from the from the rounds. Oh, Ray Smith with that curl forward. I mean, yes. that's kind of an iconic <laughs> t-shirt. I mean, that guy looks like he eats people. <laughs> like, I won't buy it, but in 10 years, if it's like at a thrift store for $2, I might turn it into a skank tank and wear it to the gym. <laughs> the blue shirt? Yeah, Palm yeah. Springs, like, with his, like, curl yes, down the front. Yes, absolutely. Like, that's a Halloween costume. We could right all there. shut the game down and do do them as a general gang. We, we 100 for that is the oh. next <laughs> Halloween costume. Yeah. Pick one of the people in the indictment and go. 100%. Yeah. Blake, do you still have Wait. long hair or can you do, you can do Trump's swoop? You might have to be Trump. I can, I can do this. I can do a version of the swoop now. It's not as long as it was. Well, you could also arrange your hair to look like <laughs> Kathleen Latham if you want to if you want to take a look at her. Really, really go down that route. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like I could see you putting on that makeup and that blouse. Is that <laughs> a blouse? <laughs> you guys might have to cast Trump, like either from one of your friends, or we make Dell do it, or we make oh, Scott Nevins yes, do it. Yes. Yes. Somebody, because Emerson, how long is your hair? Do you have to be able to do the swoop for Trump's hair? Yeah, I, no, I can't do the swoop. Ugh. I want to like get a wig and be Jenna Ellis, who was <laughs> yes. so excited to take her mugshot. <laughs> she was so she excited. She went with, like Alabama sorority rush, Glee. <laughs> the ones that are smiling, I do have to say, I love. My heart does open. Oh, I a little. love. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. 
You know what I mean? And Jenna, she's smiling from I, ear to ear. It's a full move, yeah. and I'm so here for it. Yeah. Oh, it was the smartest decision because it just looks like a like it's a good photo. Fo- like it's it's a photo. <laughs> yeah. It's like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie when they did their modeling shots, and it's like, yeah, you're you're you know it's around for the ages. You've got to make it happen. You got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, now this is Julie's contribution to i mean she's contributed to this whole thing but this is solely her contribution i'm obsessed she was not gonna let you guys come near the podcast without making you comment on this he's a republican candidate he was at the debates now we can ask you guys what you thought about the debates but his name's vivek ramaswamy and he's a tech billionaire who released a thirst trap video of himself shirtless playing tennis right before the debate now did you guys watch the debates and have you seen this video I didn't watch the debate. Not a frame of it. I watched all two hours of the debate while Blake left. Blake, um, me and you together forever. Julian uh-huh. Emerson need to get together and watch the show. I was like, I'm not I letting just, a minute of it. I didn't need that negativity in my life. Mm-mm. Same. Same. We, that is where our personalities line up here. Because I'm like, I need to see every minute so that I like confirmed can know right. what I'm angry about. Oh, um, I need to live in rage or else I'm not living. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I, I can't, and I'm just, and I'm yelling, and I'm disgusted, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking even finish this, and then I'm like, let me press play. I'm like, and I al- hate them. Also, it's so bonkers though, because while I was watching it, I was like, I already know what I think of all these people. Of course. And yet, at the end of it, I'm like, it's like some Pavlovian, like one of those Harvard Stanford experience experiments or whatever. Because by the end, I'm like, yes, Nikki Haley, you tell him. And then I'm like, oh, my God, she's terrible. <laughs> we moved the Overton window so far that I'm like, yeah, Chris Christie, you stand up for the Constitution. <laughs> a hypocrite for the last five years and didn't care about any of it. But now, oh, OK, great. But today I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, the people that I've been driven bonkers by for the last five, eight, 12 years are the like reasonable people on the stage. And like we are at the end of the sidewalk, Shel Silverstein. Like, and I feel like they dead. they learned that. By how everyone reversed on Bush yep. during Trump or they reversed on like McCain or even Bush Sr. It was like, mm. you know what? They weren't that bad. Right. Or I liked, oh, yeah. I always right. loved McCain or right. whatever, right. which well, is, you know, fine. But that's I feel like where they learned that trick from mm-hmm. that hat trick. Well, also, but it's also it's just continues to get so much worse. They haven't even moved. It's just they're being left behind by the even crazier. So right. they seem reasonable by comparison. I was like. I just, the whole thing I actually watched, I was like, this just feels sad. You know, like Mike Pence really believes he's a true believer. <laughs> he does. Chris is like an actual politician who did get some things done and shut that bridge down once, which is still one of my favorite things in the world. Um, Nikki Haley did actually work at the United Nations. And here you have this like 38 year old guy who's saying the craziest things he can think of to appeal to all of, like he's auditioning for VP. Let's be honest. He thinks, great, I'm gonna be the drop of color among the racists as the VP spot on the ticket. Like, uh, that's what it, Which they uh, love. That's such a good call, Emerson. That's exactly what he's doing. I didn't even think of that. And that's exactly what he's doing. And they love that. They love, they'll prop because, someone up like a fucking trophy yes. and be like, look what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And look at his well, body while he's playing tennis. <laughs> he doesn't need to win the debate for the nomination. That's not what he wants. He needs to win the Trump supporters so that when Trump wins the nomination, he's the smart pick with him. That's all he cared about. And that's why he had all those like cheesy canned lines prepared. Uh, He's exactly like fucking Trump. I fucking hate his fucking stupid fucking guts. He is he is wanting to be Trump. He wants to be the next Trump. He talks like Trump. He wore the red motherfucking tie. He got on there. He said he won the debate. He is 
he thinks, and, and it's exactly like, well, you're exactly right, because if he gets to be Trump's vice president, he then thinks that he will become the president. And I do believe he's so egotistical and narcissistic, like Trump, that he thinks that he is going to become president. This guy thinks oh. he's going to become the king of fucking the world. He does. Absolutely. Oh, not only he's, that, he thinks I'm going to be Trump's VP and then something will probably happen to him. And right. so I'll just like get it by default. Right. He's he is as hubrisness as the guy that sunk the fucking small Titanic Titan. Well, the, the also submarine. what he yeah. is, and the reason he's particularly dangerous, right? Because in many ways he's smarter than Trump because he is actually smarter than Trump. Like he's playing the game perfectly and it's perfectly calibrated. It's not sort of accidental the way Trump Trump mm -hmm. is just all ego all the time. Mm -hmm. He's the first representative we have of the grifter conservative generation, you know, like <laughs> Chris Rufo, Candace Owens, Matt Walsh, like he's that group, yep. but actually running for office. You know, they just want money and power. Yep. Uh, but he's that he's the same as them. And he's the first one we're seeing in the actual political arena. And, you know, those sound bites will play on the TikTok to the turning point kids. Like yep. it's as, as annoying as it is to us, it will play to the youngest version of that audience, which is the scarier piece, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. That's why he's rapping Eminem lyrics at rallies. Oh, God. And but also, Eminem, like, Eminem's, like, fully removing his BMI contract from everywhere, so he has to stop doing it is such a badass move. Yeah. And, I mean, can you... I can't. So he, so he posted the video of him playing tennis without a shirt on and said, three hours of debate prep this morning. Was that supposed to be ironic, like this was his debate prep, his tennis? Mm -hmm. so yes, play a little... like, I'm so ready for this debate, I don't even need to prepare. And then he's just, of course, doing the tennis grunting, which they all do, so I don't really have a problem with it, but Julie does. What, you don't like the weird sex sounds they make <laughs> when they play tennis? Like this weird, like p giant ping pong sport where they just moan at each other. Yeah, Julie's always like, "Why I... do they have to scream like that?" Just like, "Why?" I'm like, "I think it's probably hard to hit the ball. I think it's probably a guttural noise that comes out when they're doing athletics." But I don't know. Call me crazy. I also feel like it's just the sound Julie you would make playing all sports, like bowling. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, just like, you know, Ugh! Yeah. yeah. Ugh, get down that fucking alley. You're right. I mean, they did call me the growler when I played soccer in elementary school. There That's you go. True. Blake pulled up. Wait, Blake's looking at the video photo. Yeah, I'm just finally looking at this photo because I didn't, I hadn't seen it yet, mm -hmm. and it's like, it definitely is giving like tech, uh, you know, tech daddy. Yep. Top in quotes. Mm -hmm. um, in quotes. <laughs> top in that quotes. Right. That's the title in of the quotes. episode, Blake. Top in quotes. Yeah, like top in quotes. <laughs> looking, looking for fun, no strings attached, uh, only after 5 p.m. Oh, okay. Do we think? Do we think he's sexy? No. No. <laughs> in in the world of beautiful Indian men, there are so many. What about in the world of politics? Now, in the world of politics, honestly, like he, you know, he. He probably can't he get is, it. Honestly, we have Obama and Kamala Harris, and I don't can't. Maybe what's his name's Eric Swalwell. Mm. There's oh, a right. handful of hot people. Uh. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good-looking in that. Uh, AOC realm. is good-looking. Right. Uh, Have you seen the compare and contrast of both uh, Vivek and Pete Buttigieg at, like, 20 years old asking questions no. of presidential that just no. came out? There's one that they showed for Pete on Hardball a while back, and then they just found one of Vivek, and he's asking Al Sharpton why they, why they as the audience should vote for the least qualified candidate. <gasps> <laughs> so the irony of that question, Al Sharpton has a great answer. He's actually like, 
you shouldn't because I'm the most qualified. And then he goes on to explain why he's been involved in politics without blah, blah, blah. But like, it's funny that that's the question he asked. Yeah. And they put him side by side earlier today. You that's watch great. Him. Are they the exact same age as Pete Buttigieg, only 38? I'm not positive, but I, I, didn't, I mean, they weren't like necessarily the exact same year, but it's funny that they both had one on TV, both of them like yeah. as very young adults. I do think he's, um, I mean, I can see why he's, I guess, trying to go down this route of being hot. I don't know that this is going to really work well with Trump if he's trying to get VP. Oh, like Trump's not going to want to be around a hot I guy. The thing with Trump is that he's a, you know, violent narcissist and mm-hmm. he, 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 you can't threaten him in any way. Right. So even though, well, they, yeah. Let's hear it. I know, but I think of all the arenas, that's like the only one he wouldn't care about. And also, I think Trump being a little bit racist would be like, oh, that's cute mm, for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. You know, that's like, true. I think he'd be pulled into that because it's not an actual threat. Also, I feel like he is not that tall, correct? No, he's not that <laughs> tall. No, he's not. He thinks so. he's seven feet tall and that he's a football player, but he's he's not. I mean, yeah. I do have to say, this is where my this is where my deep, deep gross dark person lives it's like i'm like all right i hope vec does become trump's <laughs> running mate because within t minus a couple months of him being around trump oh implode it's going to implode yeah. because you can't have two 100%. violent narcissists can't. together and then trump will eviscerate him yeah. and i will be alive and birthed again <laughs> when this piece of shit gets ha- his ass handed to him because he is that would be my life that would be my life Okay. Yeah. okay. So listen, we can't have you guys uh, uh, on and, and ask you gay questions without asking about the Barbie movie. Now we're going to go out on a limb and just assume you've seen it. Okay. We were waiting to reveal <laughs> that we have not seen the Barbie movie. We still haven't seen it. Oh my God. What? It's amazing. I know. I'm it's so proud because... of you guys. No, I desperately, desperately want to. So don't be proud. <laughs> the It's literally because we have not had a free night since it opened. The rehearsals for this play and running the show and then the other meetings on other things. We've not had a single free night. It's still on the list, but have not. So since you you brought up your guys' play, I do want to say, um, apparently Angelina Jolie went to see the musical version of The Outsiders at the La Jolla Playhouse, and she fell so in love with it that she's now taking it to Broadway. Now, you guys are intimately involved with the LA theater scene. You're good actors. More importantly, or not more importantly, just uh, objectively, you're also theater actors, which is a totally different skill set. And you're doing a literal play in LA right now. (laughs) Angelina Jolie could go see this shit. Like, what do you think of all of this? Please bring her with you. (laughs) Um, No, it's honestly, it's great. And I think people aren't too familiar with the fact that La Jolla has been the launching ground for many, many hugely successful Broadway shows. Mm. Um, And it's, it's a great, it's a great venue. And I'm sure if, you know, if people loved it that much there, I'm sure it's going to have legs. And also it's funny because they do like lots of shows that are, have the intent of going to Broadway, do their tryout at La Jolla. So it's like, if it fails there, like we don't make it to Broadway, but if it does, that's the journey. Mm. I didn't know they made a a musical of the outsiders. And it's hilarious because in my mind, I'm only seeing it as like newsies, but obviously it's not (laughs) like the greasers and the socias. Um, Big Mm. reveal here on the pod. Um, The first like major character role I ever played in a play after right after Baylor was Pony Boy and the Outsiders at the oh, Dallas wow. Children's Theater. And it's responsible for two of the greatest theater stories of my life. One, there was a part where they picked me up and dunked my head into a water, like 
you know, like, oh, we're like beating you up and whatever. And my hand slipped one day and they nearly drowned me because I couldn't push myself back up out of it. Mm. Two, uh, we did it for middle schools at 10 a.m. And when you're 22 years old, a 10 a.m. theater performance might as well be like five in the morning. You know? <laughs> It's like, why are we doing like the ass crack of dawn show? So it's like a, an audience of 800 eighth graders, oh. seventh grader. And my shirt comes off after I get all soaked. And from the very two front row, one little girl goes, oh, now that's a six pack. And the girl beside her, without missing a beat, as loud as our dialogue on stage went, uh, a little one. <laughs> And when I tell you that every adult on the stage in the scene with me fully broke character and laughed. Uh, so we all laughed at me together. Well, Great. you'd rather have a little six pack than no six, than pack. No six pack. Right. Well, I mean, right? correct. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's a cute little six pack. You are kind I, of like a, a tight little, you, you, you're, you're not little, but I mean, you're little, but you're, you're tall. Yeah. But you are kind yeah. of a spinner in that way. <laughs> I'm definitely like a bean pole. Yeah. Like, people are always surprised at how tall I am. Yeah. Like I, my shoulders look like I should be like five, six. And so when yeah. I meet people in real life from online only before, like when we were meeting people's couch fans, they would always be like, oh, hi, Blake. Oh, that's Scott Emerson. You're so tall. Like, <laughs> yeah. That <was> not <laughs> yeah. I mean, very. Thank you. Yes. I realize I do have the shoulders of a slight short woman now is po was pony boy from what, what was that ralph macchio uh no see thomas howell okay so he was the hot one um yeah that was yeah. like the main one so you played the hot one <laughs> yeah yes and then uh yeah and then i forget who played everybody else but like blake hadn't seen the original movie we were talking about it and i was like literally everyone was in that movie what oh my God. tom cruise and ralph macchio who's i was totally in love with see thomas howell completely hot yeah Bob Lowe, like Every guy was Patrick Swayze in it, or no? I'm thinking of Rob Lowe. That's yes, Patrick Swayze mm -hmm. was like the big brother, the oldest brother. Blake, you still to this mi minute right now have not seen that. You're gonna get your full life tonight if you guys watch I that. I can't wait. I don't know why I missed it. I saw everything else in that period, but it was a little. Uh, it was older, you, even if even at at the age that yeah. we all like you. You would yeah. have been watching it later, and I will yeah, say we all watched that they they all were kind of ugly in it even though they're all hot guys, I didn't feel like any of them looked that hot in that movie. Well, Francis Ford Coppola was not interested in glamorizing. We get, we did nitty gritty guys <laughs> from the other side of the tracks with our cigarettes rolled up in our t-shirt sleeves. Let's remember also <laughs> Leif Garrett's in it. Also a hot. At the time? Yep. They cast all yeah. hot guy kids, but mm -hmm. then it was like, I was always like, why doesn't anyone look hot in this? Like, why am I not give, getting the karate kid I need, the energy I need from this? It was a little too dark, because karate kid was a little lighter, a little brighter. Yes. This know. was a lot, and this was their, like, edgy moment. It was almost you know, like we, none of them had like, gotten their teeth fixed yet, also. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, just actually what guys looked like in 1983. Right, yeah. and they're also, they, they look kind of greasy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... And do we do we think Angelina Jolie like? How do we feel about Angelina? She wants a Tony Award. That's how I feel about it. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it is. yeah. And she you said, know what? She should have one. <laughs> she said, "I got to egot." Egot it, bitch. Egot it. Do egot it. it. Get your heroin. Put it in your gut. Egot and. Also, do it. very seriously, I think that they like. I think her daughter really, really loved it because I saw a thing about like she was really interested in him being involved. So I think it might be a little bit of like the family. Like, here's the thing we can do together, which we love because yeah. all yeah. the kids are so great and yeah. they're 
Well, so we will try. We are coming to the Red Suitcase um, on the holiday weekend on Friday. Mm-hmm. We will try and bring Ange if we can get <laughs> get her on the horn. You know, she's around. Get her. Tell her Ange and the Jolie Pit, you know, what, well, however we're identifying as a family now. You know, <laughs> we have seats available for everyone if they're interested. We will add a front row. Uh, Shiloh, come on. Everybody is welcome. Well, tell us and everyone about the show. So the short version of a long story, right before the pandemic, my work husband, Del Shores, uh, we started a foundation in his name, the Del Shores Foundation, specifically to find and elevate new LGBTQ plus writers and screenwriters and playwrights both who currently live in the South. So not Southerners that moved to Chicago or L.A., our community, our out queer community who are living in the places where it's hard to tell stories. Right. Mm. So and hard to live. It, Fighting the good fight every day, just living there at Starbucks. Where their literal existence is advocacy. And so if they are, and and then on top of that, if they ever are an artist, a writer choosing to tell a story, I said, that's who we want to help. People like Del and me, but in the places we come from. So we launched it with a writer's search first and screenplay, short film play. And I said, if we're going to do this, we have to do something that helps these writers move towards actual real world realization of their work not just like congratulations here's three hundred dollars you wrote a good play (laughs) so we did our first writer search and the screenplay winners got to come to la and meet with production companies the short film that got money towards their budget and the winning play got a ten thousand dollar grant towards the company that produces the world premiere of the winning play Mm because i said a theater company can take 10 grand and make this play happen and so the p3 theater company here in los angeles took our grant for the winning play the Red Suitcase by a wonderful, brilliant man named Jiggs Burgess. And they said, we're going to produce it. Uh, I had read scenes from it in Dell's writing class and gotten to know Jiggs, the writer. And we did a reading of it at our first Foundation Writers Festival in Dallas last fall. And I played the lead in that reading. So when this company took the grant to produce the play, they said, will you play the role? Uh, And I said, yes. And then the director they had hired fell out. And so Dell offered to direct it. Uh, but it involves a lot of projections and very theatrical things. And he mm-hmm. said, I I don't want to do all that by myself. And so Blake came on to do the additional staging as the assistant director. Uh, so it is a full family affair, but it's the, the fruition of a lot of work we've done with the foundation that I'm proud of for queer writers, an opportunity for me to play a lead. I realize it sounds like I invented a foundation to play the lead <laughs> in a play. Um, don't hate the is- player, hate the game, bitch. Like, that <laughs> right. is amazing. <laughs> and it's it is so it is a it's a sort of memory piece um about how the stories that we remember and the things we come from shape who we are and how we accept or don't you know the impacts those things have on us but it does there's like screen projections there are suitcases used as furniture they turn in Blake turned them into a truck and a boat and there's a like dog made out of like found parts and it's built in chapters like we all narrate i play this guy from age 3 to age 35 Uh, There are three supporting characters that each play three different characters in his life. So it's very much theater, theater, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, What should we expect? Are we going to be sad? Are we going to be inspired? Are we going to laugh? Like, what is the tone? Honestly, you should go in uh, with no knowledge of the plot and expect to go on every journey emotionally. Oh, wow. It's very true to the, like... He is from a small town in Texas, Bunger, Texas, which is near Graham, Texas, which is not near anything. Well, I went to college and my last year of high school in Texas. I've never heard of one word 
of what you just said. I've never heard of those towns. But I will say, lest anyone think the motherfucker is not Southern, Jiggs Burgess (laughs) is definitely Southern. Mm -hmm. Correct. (laughs) And it was for us. We brought him out. He was here for the whole rehearsal process and here for the opening weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a play at the Fringe Festival that's going to the Soho Playhouse in New York in January. They loved it so much. So we're like supporting the career of a new queer artist, telling a story I'm really proud of in a play that we really love to the point where like the text I sent y'all, I, I'm not a like make people come to things, things. And for this, I've aggressively told all the people I love, please come see this. I'm proud of it. Blake's work and it is beautiful uh, in the direction. And I'm pretty great. The reviewers say. (laughs) Well, we're excited. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait now. Now, Blake, have you ever done anything like that before? Because you're usually in front of the camera, so to speak, and on the stage yourself. I have. Yes, I've actually done quite a bit of directing. I started a theater company right out of college um, and uh, directed like five different musicals uh, over the course of of that company. And um, I spent a semester at the University of Mississippi directing uh, their production of Light in the Piazza as an artist in residence. And um, it's kind of become my number one thing, actually. Mm. Um, And so I, I have time with this piece because it is it's very there are a lot of montages and that it is very theatrical in its presentation it's very abstracted um even though it's emotionally rich and specific uh so i had a really good uh, good time sort of creating with dell what the path forward in this uh in this piece is there's a lot of different ways you could stage this show and i'm i'm really excited about the 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 one that we picked and came up with yeah, they did beautifully together. And since it's a world premiere, you know, being the first people to ever bring it to life, you know, that's really special and it's really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, you went from being work husbands to a work thruple. Correct. Like, yeah. And no one got fucked in the good way or oh, the bad way. I nice. hope we do when we show up on Friday. <laughs> that actually is right. So just like, you know, bring your own lube, but, you know, whatever yeah. you need for your personal. Just make sure I have a copy of that waiver signed before. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. don't need any lube. I hope it's part yeah. of the journey. <laughs> yeah. The <Yeah. laughs> <I laughs> journey, too. <laughs> It'd be really nice. I do want to know really quick before you guys, before we let you guys go, were there a lot of good submissions writing wise? Yes. I mean, we're writer, writing partners, Julie and I, first and foremost. And I we love a good writing piece. Mm hmm. Yes, well, we do. and you'll appreciate, and it's funny because like y'all, you know, because when, when Tell and I started writing together five years ago, you know, I thought about y'all because it's something you do so well together and it's a very hard thing mm-hmm. but also to do it with somebody else where the brain has to be like in between the two of you. And I have so much respect for y'all's work there, but we did. It was very funny at the beginning. I was like, we worked really hard to really let people know because the whole point was like, we're are you cannot have been produced ever before. This is for new writers, new opportunity, you know, people that need their first opportunity. And I was like, what if there's not good ones or we don't find them? <laughs> yeah. And our, but our very first year, you know, even before the finalists, like the finals, the finalists in every category, all of our jurors really loved. And in fact, next year, I'll make y'all be on juries. That'll oh, be great. yes. The, that would um, be great. You know, because we know I go through three rounds and then they get to like the finals six to eight that the jurors read to pick the top five and then the winner. Um, And there's never been a like, oh, this one, we just didn't love it. That like made it into the finals. So like by the end, there's always beautiful stories. And this year for our second one, we had 25 percent increase in our submissions. Mm. You know, also people hopefully won't be able to keep submitting to us because they get a production of something, even though they didn't win ours and finding new queer writers every year. But I pound the pavement pretty hard connecting with queer organizations, writer organizations, with colleges, with writing programs all across the South. 
uh, to get the word that we exist to the kind of writers we're looking for. And we had submissions from age 19 to 78 this year oh. in 14 of the 15 Southern states. Like this 72 year old lesbian who's a Lyft driver in Georgia. I like walked her through how to submit it like on the night before the deadline. Mm. Um, and I told her my story. I was like, look, I drove for Lyft for a year after I released my last movie because I was broke and we all do what we have to do. And you could have the perfect story to tell and just not the outlet for it. And that's why we do this. Yeah, that's great. Well, tell people where they can submit or read more about it if they want, or the local people can come see it. We're going on this Friday. Here, So here's the fast rundown. To see the Red Suitcase, if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, go to p3theater.biz. That's B-I-Z, the Red Suitcase. We run Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. If you're interested in the work with queer writers of the Del Shores Foundation, it's delshoresfoundation.org. You can see our past festival. Uh, you can donate there. If you're a writer, we'll open submissions for our third writer search uh, later this year. And we're having our big festival in Atlanta in the spring. And if you want to find us, you can go to my website, emersoncollins.com. And that's my handle everywhere. And you can find Blake. You can find me everywhere at Blake McIver, the M-C-I-V-E-R. <laughs> Y'all, I even went back to Facebook to promote this play. That's how much I love it. Oh, that's a commitment. Yeah. Right? We're excited to see it. We're yeah. really excited. Thank yeah. you guys for doing our Dumb Gay podcast. We love you. We love your Dumb Gay heart so much. Yeah. We love you. That's it for this episode of our Dumb Gay Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to our Dumb Ass Gay <laughs> Podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about Dumb Gay World events, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. And starting September 1st, we will do three a week every week starting at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 a.m. They're all an hour long. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, and no rules. It's just supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. If you haven't tried it, please give it a chance. It's not like anything you're listening to. There's no hot takes. There's no fucking hot topics. We're not trying to dunk on anyone. We're just trying to be authentic and have a laugh every day. We never know how we're going to have a laugh. Sometimes no. we're raging. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're talking shit. Sometimes we're singing. Sometimes <laughs> we're doing eating challenges. Mm -hmm. We're just constantly trying to just disconnect from the fucking echo chamber and the rigmarole going on around us and just like chew up the scenery and do it we're just we're just crunching it and carving it and doing it we are crunching it and carving it exactly and you can subscribe for only a dollar you get one podcast a week for one dollar three podcasts a week for two dollars or you can get three video podcasts a week for three dollars and when you sign up you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts there's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes but a lot of people like to start at our very first patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now and we love when people do that mm. and a lot of people do do it mm -hmm. because they don't mean anything and they exist in a vacuum of time yeah, because you can literally listen 
If, if, if COVID had never happened, you could listen to the very first episode and it would seem like it was yesterday. Yep. It, there's only a, a period in 2020, which is literally only probably six months, mm-hmm. where there's any even COVID related shit because then we just stopped even talking about any yep. of it. Yep. So we didn't talk about fucking masks, nothing. Right. There's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode, or you can just Google Julian Brandy Patreon. It's super easy to find. And honestly, we want you to try it. If you start at the beginning, you're going to have like a podcast to listen to every single time you want to listen to a podcast. It's You're going to get your money's worth, and we need your money (laughs) and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and emerson and blake that was nice that was fun how'd you do i see you've met my faithful handyman he's just a little broad dying because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man Don't get strung up by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worried. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. 
but maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause, <laughs> but not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 